Welcome to Growing Potatoes Podcast, where we cover all things love, dating, and married life. We're your newlywed hosts, Keegan and Faith Von Etzigen. Feel free to DM us on our Growing Potatoes Instagram page. Email us at growingpotatoespodcast at gmail.com, or you can comment below on our page. We love to hear from you. You're listening to episode three. Here we go with a, another embarrassing spud moment. In case you are new to Growing Potatoes podcast, we start each and every episode with a spud moment. Our spud moments are moments where we just had an embarrassing experience that made us feel tiny like a little spud potato. And uh, although that moment was embarrassing and we laughed about it and felt very small. We felt like we got closer in the process. So this week is actually one of my favorite spud moments ever. It was a moment where Keegan and I got real close real quick because of how embarrassing this experience was. Um, and so you heard in episode one how we had a crazy run-in with a fly this wasn't our first um, run-in with an insect that was trying to damage our uh, joy and uh, fulfillment in the moment. <laughs> so one day I was walking back to my dorm from the graduate center on campus. Just um, going back, it was uh, after dark. The sun had just set. I was walking past the gardens, just taking in the fresh air after being in the library studying for a while. Um, and something strange happened that startled me immediately. Yeah, we were originally together that evening, and I had went back to my dorm room, and Keegan said he was splitting to go back to the library real quick and then was heading back to his room, and I got a crazy text that said, Faith, I need you right now. Meet me in Chick-fil-A. And I was like, what? Just, what's going on? Yeah. Um, I called the only person that I knew to call who could help me out of the predicament that I was finding myself in. And that predicament was that a bug had flown into my ear. Yeah. It was... Uh, not just a bug, it was like a gnat on steroids. A large, large buddy. That was flapping in his ears, and so... And it hurt a little bit. Yeah, I ran down to Chick-fil-A and was like, what could he possibly need? I just saw him. I said, babe, I need you to get this bug out of my ear. And this was dating. Like, we were, what, maybe a year or two into dating? Yeah. And I didn't know what to do so i started researching all while i'm laying there with a little bug flapping in me yeah i look into his ear and i if i'm being really honest it's really hard to see inside because a little bit dense on the wax but okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway i was looking up online and was like okay flush the ear with warm oil and so i went upstairs and grabbed this is 10 o'clock at night by the way 
went upstairs and grabbed my coconut oil and melted it and then put it inside like a little tiny container and started pouring it in his ear and then what'd you say it did to the bug it like i think i think we killed the bug yeah but, but we couldn't get it out yeah he said it like stopped flapping yeah it stopped flapping but I sadly had to go that night sleeping with... Wait, hold on, hold on. We had to say... So we had like three different trial runs of getting this thing out of his ear. We I did the oil thing to kill it. And then... Tweezers to try to get it out. Yeah, we did tweezers. Like just your regular Walmart eyebrow $3 tweezers. Couldn't reach it. Couldn't see it. And then the last one, I got a little plastic bag because I didn't have any type of like syringe or anything. And I cut a tiny hole in it. First, I went and filled it in the water fountain with like the local Oklahoma water and (laughs) tried to flush his ear out with water. Um, And I kept running back and forth to my dorm room. Um asking people on my floor for like long tweezers or a syringe and they were like what in the world like what is she trying to do but it ended up not coming out that night and so had to sleep a night with the bug in my ear and then go to the uh, doctor in the morning and try to get that thing out and um, that was interesting in and of itself. I went to the doctor's office, and the first doctor to see me was a female doctor, and she kind of looked in my ear. She asked what the problem was. I told her. She was like, "Oh, okay." She looked in my ear, said, "There's kind of a lot of wax. I need to, <laughs> I need to <laughs> clear it you. out first. <laughs> and then she saw it, and she's like, "Oh, oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna be right back." That's scary. <laughs> and then. Um, a couple minutes later, a male doctor came in with a squirt <laughs> bottle and he said, what's the problem now? And I said, there's a bug in my ear. And he said, oh, okay, okay, yeah. And um, so he said, this might hurt a little bit. <laughs> and he sprayed the the squirt gun, not the squirt gun. It was like a, it was like a Windex bottle looking thing, you know, those little handheld squirt bottles. Gave some sprays of that and it did kind of hurt but it flushed it out enough to where it came out and he grabbed it with tweezers the rest of the way and showed it to me he was like check this out dude wasn't didn't you say he was like calling in other doctors to like look at how big it was when i was when i left the doctor's office they were talking about it in the hall (laughs) oh no (laughs) yeah uh it was it was it was crazy yeah, and the process of trying to get it out of his ear probably went on for, like, two hours. It wasn't this, like, quick, let's try to get her out and see what happens. It was, like, back and forth. The night when we were trying to do it. Yeah, the night we were trying to do it. Yeah, we it was were, an ordeal. But we felt so much closer after that. She saw all the way deep inside my ear. And it was like... Oh, look, I'm having to try to take care of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just so you know, medical issues get even crazier down the line. That's a different story for a different oh, day. Oh, no, no, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, that was our first official run-in with a crazy bug. And it just seems like bugs love us and 
we have more spud moments to share with bugs but that's probably one of my favorites what do you yeah. think is that your favorite it's a goodie we laugh about it now at the time i was disgusted i'm still am disgusted this is a kind of a nasty one so sorry i'm just sad you had to sleep with a bug in your ear yeah. i wouldn't okay let's stop talking yeah about sorry it. <laughs> anyway we are starting episode three by talking about the talking phase yep the talking phase the talking phase the talking phase is you know that moment where a guy and a girl could be seen a little more together they're not really strangers but they're not really dating but they're kind of friends your best friend your best friend's on their phone a lot and you're like who are you texting and they're like oh just just this somebody i'm just talking to this girl yeah So we just wanted to open up the conversation about our experience in the talking phase, um, ways that we prepared for our dating relationship during our talking phase, and just some questions we asked, some... um, Some questions we asked each other. Some things we shared. And some questions that we asked ourselves yeah just the the ups and downs the ins and outs of the talking phase and so our last episode was a little more addressed towards those who might be engaged or um seriously dating and even though this episode is a little bit more for those who are single or dating um i think it's a good refresher opportunity to reflect on um that first season of when you and your significant other were crushing on each other real hard and uh, getting to know each other and talking, uh, asking lots of questions, making statements, assuming, you know. <laughs> <laughs> making statements, assuming. So, um, yeah, no matter what phase you're in, although we're talking about the talking phase, it's for you, I promise. Um, so do we want to kind of just reflect on our talking phase a little bit? Yes. Yeah? What was it what, like? What, what comes to mind for you? Hmm, I remember... Let's see. What do I remember from our talking phase? What was, what was your first impression of me once I, we started talking? My first impression of you, I just regarded you as very outgoing. And I wanted to be your friend because I am not that outgoing and kind of wanted somebody to go places with you know (laughs) like somebody who would you know instigate things and cause things to happen in a good way right yes okay yes Uh, you're extroverted and i am more introverted yeah yeah i was gonna say my i was attracted yeah to like a like a magnet I was kind of the opposite with you. I was like, ooh, he's kind of quiet and kind of serious. He's kind of like a mystery I want to unlock, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but um, so I feel like the the talking phase is kind of like that big boom of 
dopamine and oxytocin. If you don't know what those are, those are the love hormones that cause exhilaration and anxiety. It's what causes our heart to beat real fast and our palms to get sweaty. And that happened to me a lot when we were talking. (laughs) Causes us to stumble over our words, to think about the other person all the time. I had some I had some restless nights thinking about you, babe. Oh, I didn't. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, in the talking phase, it's so easy to get overwhelmed and overcome with um, euphoria and um, infatuation that we get so kind of intoxicated with the idea of being in a relationship in general that we just kind of forget to actually ask questions and inquire about whether or not this person would actually be a good fit as a boyfriend or girlfriend or potential mate. So we're going to dive a little bit into our growing potatoes metaphor to just kind of uh, unpack our relationship philosophy for this section of a relationship, the talking phase. So we think the talking phase on our like growing potatoes timeline um, is kind of like preparing the soil. So the talking phase is like checking out the soil. Does it have good drainage? What's the pH? Does it have clay? Is it, you know, too sandy, too moist? And so we feel like the talking phase is kind of gauging the other person and uh, seeing if they are the type of person you want to eventually get into a committed relationship with. So we're thinking about preparing the soil to plant a seed, a seed being a committed relationship. And so if your soil is not good to begin with and you don't know it's not good um, and you're kind of just staying ignorant to the fact that the soil um, won't sustain life, whether you plant a seed or not, then um, you're doing yourself a disservice and um, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. So here is our list of questions that we asked ourselves, that we asked each other, um, that really helped us prepare the soil for our relationship. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, um, the first question, it's a pretty rough question to ask. We might step on some toes with this. You might step on your own toes if you ask, actually ask yourself this question. It's, do I like this person simply because they like me? Or have I actually assessed this person's character, personality, interests, and life goals? In comparison to my own. Yeah, it's easy to find yourself liking somebody just because you know that they like you, you know? And just that feeling of being liked makes you warm and fuzzy inside that you have to assess, why do I like this person? Especially right now with COVID, I feel like all of us are just like lonely and we haven't been hugged enough or like talked to enough in real life in real time and we are watching these new netflix shows that are all about love during covid and all this stuff and we just the first person that you know 
shows any sign shows of any like, interest yeah <laughs> we're all on board right yeah <laughs> so it really is a mature thing to be like hey why do i want to be in a relationship with this person am i looking for a rebound from my past relationship am i looking for somebody to take to prom <laughs> if you're in high school if i'm am i looking for someone to pay for my meals like it, it's really like asking yourself why am i talking to this person anyway what do i need what what am i trying to accomplish through this relationship do i genuinely have interest in the other person um what's the next question babe uh the next question is uh, asking myself, what are my standards within a relationship? What, by getting with this person, um, after the fact, what what boundaries are we going to set up? What standards am I setting for myself before I even uh, say yes to being exclusive with you? The best time to set boundaries is before the relationship, not during, definitely not after before just to organize your own thoughts and organize your own desires for a relationship set down okay what what is this relationship going to look like what are all my relationships going to look like what are some hard and fast things that i set as standards in my life for what my relationships are going to look like the best time is before and if you're in the talking phase it's easy enough to set those before you start developing the relationship further yeah and it's it's very easy to set your own standards and to set the standards that you want the other person to uphold in a relationship but it's really hard and it takes a lot of courage to tell the other person what your standards and your boundaries are and um it you're not actually setting standards or boundaries if you don't tell the other person what they are you both have to agree on them and have the same be on the same page with them. If you start on the same page and it's easier to stay on the same page. If both people know the boundaries, then it's harder for those boundaries to get um, messed with. But if you just keep them inside your head, then it'll be tempting to just never speak of them. And if you start getting close to those boundaries, then you just kind of move it and you just move the fence post a little bit. And you're like, oh, it's okay. I can just move it a little bit farther. But setting it, setting yourself up for success is laying out those boundaries beforehand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just so important that in your boundaries, you're being realistic with both yourself and the other person. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I will say, like, having a plan or having boundaries, especially if you're, like, a really spontaneous, fun outgoing person that just loves to do anything at any moment and not really have a plan it could sound really boring but actually having these boundaries set in stone beforehand I feel gives you much more freedom because you know that you have this um, agreement between the both of you and you can have creativity to do other things to have conversations our dates because we had the boundary of um not kissing until marriage, which we that's obviously not a boundary for everyone. That was a personal conviction between us. Um, 
we had the most creative, crazy dates ever where we actually sat down and talked to each other and got to know each other really well because we didn't spend, you know, 45 minutes making out. Like we actually like got to know each other much deeper every single date because we were getting into crazy spud moments like you heard earlier today (laughs) or (laughs) you know we went swing dancing or we literally stared at each other for 30 minutes in a restaurant one time we did without breaking eye contact like just little things like that um when you have boundaries set in stone allows you to be more creative in your getting to know each other And there's multiple phases where you can rediscuss the boundaries and talk about what you have in place and what, if anything, can be changed, you know? Yeah, definitely. But um, just to go in a little bit detail about our boundaries, um, you can set them up however you think is best. But we kind of had physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, like communicative boundaries. And then we had spiritual boundaries for ourselves, too. Um, physically, um, we, like we said, we didn't want to go past, we didn't want to kiss on the lips anyway until we were married, but we also had other physical boundaries in there too. And then emotional, we just didn't want to get so emotionally invested, um, that we disrespected ourselves or disrespected, we disrespect ourselves or the other person, um, and we wanted to be able to leave the relationship knowing that we wouldn't be destroyed in the process. I mean, obviously a breakup is very something is something that's very hard to um to get over, but we didn't want to be emotionally wrecked and um just scarred because of how deep we went with one another before being in a relationship like a marriage. <laughs> and that was one of the boundaries that we kind of amended as we went mm-hmm yeah definitely once you get closer to knowing like I'm for sure marrying this person um uh, so some other questions to ask yourself is what do my parents or my trusted family or my uh closest friends think about this person what red flags do they see that I might not see because um they're not the ones filled with oxytocin and dopamine and in the infatuation stage. You're the one in the infatuation stage. And so that means your decision making might not be as sound as it is um, for their decision making. <laughs> it helps to have a, a, a third perspective. I think family and friends are what guided us before we got um in a boyfriend girlfriend dating relationship we both facetimed each other's parents before and we're just like hey this is who i'm talking to we're you know talking about dating and being in a committed relationship what do you think Mm -hmm. so counsel is good another thing to ask yourself before you start into a dating relationship is you've been in the talking phase and now you have to ask Am I willing to make the sacrifices needed for a successful dating relationship? So this means you stop flirting with other people, stop, you know, maybe talking to an ex even or spending, um, you know, 
the sacrifice of spending more time at the expense of less time with your friends or like you need to recognize the changes that are going to happen once you start dating and be like okay i'm willing to do that for this person yeah that's good especially for guys <laughs> what like, do you mean for guys yeah like am i willing to spend this much this much money once we start dating oh true <laughs> true yeah 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 and especially if you're dating in college like time management is so real having to like relationships take a lot of time and a lot of energy if you're actually doing them right and um if you just don't have time on your schedule uh you don't want to have a relationship where the other person's neglected so wait until you have time to actually invest because <laughs> it just might not be your season and that's okay you also kind of have to ask open and honestly what the motives are of the other person being in a relationship with you as well do they have a past do they have a recent ex are they um trying to fix you or feel like they're trying to help you in some way uh and so I just feel like it's really important to even talk with the friends of the other person like is there anything that this person said or Obviously, you want to keep things as much face-to-face with that other person to bring honesty into the relationship as early as possible. But um, there shouldn't be questions uh, when you start dating as to what their motives are. You should know that before you start dating. Mm -hmm. And this is often uh, leading into the time in the relationship where you define okay, are we just talking still or are we ready to become like official, as they say? It's better to define stuff than to just kind of like find yourself drifted into this sort of semi-official thing where you're like, I guess we're dating now and you have to wait until somebody says, oh, and this is your, and they say, girlfriend. And then later you say, wait, we decided that? No. That's good, babe. Yeah, that's real good. I also remember us, do you remember us just being like, what will change from us talking to dating? Like, what is actually going to change? Like, right now we're, you know, when you're dating, you, you're talking too. But, like, what what changes? Just our Facebook status? Like, <laughs> Well, that, that is one memo that I missed is uh, yeah. as soon as we decided to become official, I posted it on social media and that caught faith by surprise i was like no why are you telling everyone and i was like why not why don't i tell everyone i was like you changed your facebook status like at midnight what yeah yeah i did i just wasn't ready for that exposure or attention i had never had a boyfriend before keegan so my family kind of went crazy and i just i wasn't ready for the mass texting and And I, i didn't know that it almost felt like an engagement moment because <laughs> everyone's like, oh my gosh, congratulations. And I'm like, oh, can we just be secretly dating for a second? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I got over it. I think he changed it for me until I was like, okay, I'm ready. We can change our Facebook status. Oh, wow. <laughs> but what is it? What is it besides changing your status on, on Instagram or something? 
Well, it's a whole, like we said, it's a whole new level of commitment. So there are sacrifices that are being made, sacrifices of time, more vulnerability is coming, um, sharing a little bit more of your past, sharing a little bit more of your present struggles. Um, but those aren't the only things you want to connect about also, but, um, diving into your interests, finding common goals. Keegan and I switched hobbies. He auditioned for the dance, um, ensemble. I took up longboarding. We switched hobbies and tried to connect more. Mm -hmm. So, um, just like in the talking phase, outlining what's actually going to change once we start dating. Are we holding hands now? What are we doing? Like, (laughs) um, and so, uh, just a few more questions that we think are really important are, am I trying to missionary date this person? And uh, for instance, like, does do I see this person struggling with something or um, having some type of hurt in their life? And I just want to be that person that comes in and shows them love and changes them for the good um, through a romantic relationship. And um, that's not possible. Yeah. I'm we, sorry it's not. We don't think that's something you should do because it just, it kind of, it's an imbalance in the reasons for dating and it, and it kind of, it's not a, it's not a good reason to go into a relationship is to try to change somebody. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a good foundation, and uh, I think that's best done in friendship and with professional help. Yeah. No matter how much you think that you can be the solution to somebody, you maybe you can, but becoming their boyfriend or becoming their girlfriend in order to make that happen, it just, it's not, it's not the best. And dating a person simply because you want to see change in them um, is just very fickle and uh, the second they s- start becoming more stubborn and you don't see any change your relationship's gonna end and the second you <laughs> base a relationship on the way a person is the day you meet them and you never want them to change um, is also fickle because the second that person starts changing in any way uh, obviously for good or for bad um, you will immediately end your relationship. So just uniting in one common goal beforehand saying we're dating because we eventually see this relationship possibly leading to marriage. And so we're just learning about one another. Yeah. We're inquiring. Look for, look for people to grow with. Yeah. Side by side, not, uh, look for people to grow with, not people to fix up. Yeah, definitely. You're not anyone's mama. Nope. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up. Um, do you have anything else to say, babe? I think our talking phase was really fun. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in again with us at Growing Potatoes Podcast. Please remember to triple S. That is subscribe share and a five star rate us and instead of a quote today we have a book recommendation keegan yes we highly recommend the sacred search by gary thomas we read it when we were first starting out dating and we just think it would be great
Yeah, it was very convicting. It kind of kept us on track and uh, helped us figure out exactly what we were doing, getting into a relationship and modeling our eventual marriage around. The whole thesis of the book is it's not about who you marry, but why you marry. Also, we would absolutely love to hear and read some of your spud moments here on Growing Potatoes podcast. Just go ahead and head over to our Instagram and DM us some of your most embarrassing moments in your relationship and maybe a little brief summary as to how you two um, got closer through this experience of yours. So we would love to read them out here on the podcast and we are excited to see what you send us. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.